So the question is, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, do you track where all of your dollars go on a monthly basis? And the answer is, in this case, no. We never have. And I'm quiet now because that's profound. No, no, we never have. Well, we've got good income. We've got a paid-for house. We've got no liabilities. Like, this is not a necessarily, like, awful situation by any stretch of the imagination. And yet, when we put the numbers into the model, they have exactly six years of retirement at their current consumption. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I'm here with our head wealth coach, Jeremy Rudhouse. And in the last two episodes, we are covering from the front lines, case studies, interactions, and just conversations that we're having when I say we, you. <laughs> and, and we're able to build out a model, show people exactly where they're at, and then show them through efficiency, through protection, through strategy, how they can actually, with more certainty, create more money. And, and the, first, the first case study that we looked at, we showed someone who's making $70,000 a year yep. and crushing it financially. And we totally. talked about what kind of things that this person is doing well. Then, and everyone's the Smith family, by the way, then we looked at the Smith <laughs> family that is nearing retirement and they, they came through, a, through, through an x-ray. It's something that we offer at Better Wealth. And, and they wanted to get our unlimited package. So they worked with you. And in the first meeting, you save them $40,000 within the first three minutes. And then through that first meeting, you found over two and a half million dollars of money that they didn't really know. Right. And it changed their whole financial life. We're not saying that we're going to do that for you. We're just saying that if you have an independent coach that looks into what you have going on, things can happen. Now, within that, we're going to show you the good, the bad, the ugly. And in this case study, we're going to share with something that many of you may be able to relate. Many of you know people that can relate with these numbers. Right. And I'll tell you this, that it's not pretty. But it's above average. But it's above average. And what kind of conversations that we're having when we, when we see numbers like this, because there's only so much that we can do, but the mindset right. is everything. And so with that, seeing you up. Amazing. With that, I'm going to open with mindset. And this is a case, and I think that you're going to see that as we walk through it, that if you can grab onto fact that you are your number one asset and realize what that means, not only financially, but from a spiritual, mental, emotional, family impact, mm -hmm. church charity impact, I, I really believe, I do believe that you're going to live a much more intentional and a much more happy life. Because you're no longer going to be working for to not work anymore. Yep. Like that ship has sailed, America. Wake up and smell reality. I, I mean this. Like working to retire, that ship has sailed. We had all better get on board with loving what we do and feeling fulfilled and having an impact in it or go create that for yourself. Because for the most part, Americans are going to be doing that thing or derivative of that for a long time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm really excited to be doing what I'm doing or some version of that moving towards my why and my purpose. Yep. So without further ado, let's dive in. So to set the stage, we've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith again. This time, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are 67 and 66 years old. Yeah. Okay. So we are 
we are past and or at the cusp of the traditional retirement benchmark as far as age is concerned. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith are totally aware of that, um, have had a pretty cool life like, and, and really rather fulfilling and fulfilled in the different paths that they have chosen. So here, here's the numbers. Income, right? What comes in? Mm -hmm. About $107,000, $108,000 is what's coming in right now. That's awesome. It's great. It's phenomenal. Okay. Um, that is projected to last at most, at most for about another three years. Okay. Okay. So this is looking through 70 years old okay. for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. All right. And then we've got uh, Social Security listed on here. Okay. And um, we also have um, what we have, we have called creative outlets because there's some there's some gifts talents and abilities that mr and mrs smith are looking to foster moving forward and i love this about this case mm. okay and again I, I i had stated previously uh particularly for mr smith he's had a really really unique uh career and he's got a lot to provide and a lot to give and a lot to um uh to, I, he's got a lot back to pour back into i guess yeah. the community and that's exactly what he wants to do um, with regards to liabilities, what debt do they have? Zero. Great job. Right? And this this is actually a little bit unique. They also have zero as far as what they owe on their home. So they own their home outright. Okay. Right? American dream. Own yeah. that baby. No debt. No debt period. Yeah. <clears throat> no debt period. Um, what have they saved up until this point? Approximately $400,000 in a, in a few different accounts. Okay. Right? Um, and then they are saving what they're putting back uh, on an annual basis is about $4,700. So less than $5,000. Less than $5,000. Okay. Now, this is a cash flow ratio model, which means we are measuring the ratio between what is being consumed and what is being saved or controlled in the long haul. So anything that is not being saved in perpetuity is consumed and That's gone. Fair. So very, very simply and very, very quickly, we can break down your financial uh, or your household economy into two constructs. Money does two things, ladies and gentlemen. It either gets consumed or it gets saved yeah. or controlled. So if this is the case, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip ahead a little bit okay. here because we're on this point. If that is the case, then what is being consumed by Mr. and Mrs. Smith is $102,000 a year. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith are... No debt, paid for house. Yep. Right. That's, they're, they're spending. They're spending, and not necessarily on them, but they're losing. I some should way. say, one hundred two thousand because of taxes, lifestyle, giving, whatever, yep. whatever you want. Okay. Anything that's not saved. Okay. Yep. Right. Anything that's not saved. Um, one other thing that we look at is risk management, or how is insurance? How are we protecting yep. um, our number one asset? How are we protecting our income? How are we protecting our house, our home, our cars? Right. Yep. Um, and in this case, it, when we initially set up things, we're primarily looking at uh, things like disability income, uh, as well as life. Yep. Right. So sixty-seven, sixty-six, uh, disability income insurance from the employer. I mean, we're at 67 years old. Most yeah. of the most of the plans don't go. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to provide a benefit anyway. Yeah. And individual plans, most of them again are not going to provide a benefit. Yep. So that's a that's a they can't protect their income yep. with disability income insurance. Um, in addition to that, there is a little bit of term life insurance. I see that uh, for Mr. Smith, Mrs. Smith does not have any. Um, they do have some children. 
And I think they're staring down the barrel of some more grandchildren as well. And um, just ask them, you know, what is what are their thoughts about legacy? Okay. And they're very excited to leave a legacy, a legacy of love, a leg legacy of education. And um, they would also love to be able to give to their kids in a monetary way if they could. Okay. So, so in summary, the, these people have, they're making good money. They're yep. going to work for potentially three more years. They're saving less than $5,000 a year. They have $400,000 of investments. They have no life insurance. Right. Well, they have term insurance. Right. That's going to expire when? Um, I believe that we're looking at three years from now. Okay. Um, and then we also have disability insurance that's non-existent and that's not really a play at this point in their life. Okay. Right. So there's people in this, this boat. Right. Totally. Okay. The, that, that boat is full, I think. Yep. Um, so when we look at the two line graph, the red line and the green line, we're looking to see if the red line covers up the green line because that is essentially saying that the ratio of consumption to savings, meaning everything that we have saved and what we are saving is going to allow us to live our current lifestyle. Now, one thing that we haven't mentioned in the past two episodes in this series is factoring for a 3% increase in inflation. Mm -hmm. The way that I ask this question is very simply is Mr. and Mrs client, do you believe that inflation is a factor in our economy? And typically, it's it, it immediately is responded to with a laugh and a throwing back of the head and, well, yes, Jeremy, of course I believe in inflation. And I say, great. If it's all the same with you, can we use 3%? Yep. And they're like, yes. And then I show them what 3% does over time and they're like, can we use less? Yeah. yeah. How does, <laughs> I still remember we had one of our clients was like, I want to see 6%. Oh, it was 10. I want to see 10%. Yeah. Um, I want to see not 10%. Yeah, that was not a good, pleasant experience. And that Mr. Sprint Smith promptly backed up his <laughs> statement. He's like, we'll go with three. Three is good. So, so we do this because the devaluation of our dollars would necessitate that we have an increasing income over our life. $100,000 20 years from now will not spend like $100,000 if inflation is a thing. So I allow the client to simply say, Yes, I believe that inflation is a thing, or no, I don't. You can factor it. It's your model, however you want. Yeah. Most people, we, we end up at 3%. Yep. So that being said, um, <clears throat> we verified that the numbers were correct, that what's coming in, what's going out, what's being saved sounded about right. And they're like, well, it does seem like we spend less than that, but I can't figure out where it would go otherwise. And again, this, this is a common theme. So the question is, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, do you track where all of your dollars go on a monthly basis? And the answer is, in this case, no. We never have. And I'm quiet now because that's profound. No, no, we never have. Well, we've got good income. We've got a paid-for house. We've got no liabilities. Like, this is not a necessarily, like, awful situation by any stretch of the imagination. And yet, when we put the numbers into the model, they have exactly six years of retirement at their current consumption. And this is, this is not a happy situation for this Mr. and Mrs. Smith because they are on the cusp of what they are thinking is going to be a really nice time and a really nice – I mean, mm -hmm. these people are very, very uh, in shape. <laughs> they are – handsome and beautiful and and take great care of themselves they literally could live for another 40 years it wouldn't surprise me at all and 
the the factor here is that their their money will not live with them mm. if they continue if they continue at their current level of consumption or there's not a continued cash flow coming in so there's always a factor yeah and and so they came in thinking that they they would just want to retire not have extra money coming in and live off their assets and it was really clear early on that it's like okay something needs to change we either need to significantly reduce our spending yep or in this case we go back to like doing what you love sometimes this right. idea of retirement is a negative concept in itself so why not just shift maybe not make a hundred thousand make maybe make thirty five thousand right do something that you love and that you can you would be amazed what that does to the model totally uh, I will say many times that cash flow is king so where we've shifted with Mr. and Mrs. Smith in this case is <clears throat> more of a, a coaching mentality, but, but first and foremost is an audit of the household economy. Yep. And this is difficult. And I commend everybody that has worked with me because it's, you have to be brave to, yep. dig di to dig deep into that and go, what are we really spending our money on? Because yep. remember, there's no liabilities. There's not even a house payment. Okay. And so, so I'm really proud of this Mr. and Mrs. Smith because they are digging in and they are doing a really solid audit of what is being consumed and what could be saved. And they're also looking at how can we take the gifts, talents, and abilities and the really cool experiences that they've had over their lifetime and impact the lives of the next generation. And that's really where this lines out is let's put our oxygen mask on. Let's get real with ourselves and say, okay, this is where our our resources are going do how do we want to uh, shift them pivot them and really manipulate them to get us the results that we're after so that we can show up better in the ways that we want to show up and i think i really do believe that that this mr and mrs smith is going to show up pretty powerfully in their community and they will be compensated nicely yep. for doing so so a couple a couple takeaways that i'm getting is say no to retirement Meaning don't buy into that concept of like accumulate money, save money, and then check out. Robert Kiyosaki says savers are losers. It's because there's no leverage going on in this plan in a good way. Like their money's really not working for them. It's clear. Okay. So and, that's number it's one. It's only doing one thing in the places where it is housed right, right. now. Number two is you can make $100,000 a year, have $500,000 of assets, in this case less, and still run out of money. Mm -hmm. I think that should be a wake-up call. But then I also think it's like how we how we react, how we think has a lot to do with how we show up. And and the real big theme is what are the creative ways that we can continue to bring in this cash flow? Because there's probably through tracking their money, they're gonna find some really oh, revealing things. Yeah. I, I would I would think so. Which hopefully can can in this case, we wanna be abundant, but we also wanna be realistic. Sure. So it's like okay. And then so if we could if we could almost do a combination of reduce some unnecessary things that they're spending their money on right. and increase some of their cash flow in retirement. This model looks a whole lot different. And, totally. um, and I, I just think it's, it's good to show you the good um, and, the, and the not so good. But the point of the matter is, isn't it amazing that these people came to us? I, I'm serious. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't want to be delusional, but I, I really think there's a reason why we're growing so, so quickly is so many people don't know where they're at. They're working with amazing financial planners they might have the best financial strategy and they don't know where they're at. And so that's, uh, that's all I got. <laughs>
Only got one rant for today. Uh, anyways, we or do you want to say anything? Well, else? I was just going to say uh, accountability. Yep. Um, and and I again, military mind. Th- this is a way to target. Yep. Right. I can shoot left. I can shoot right. And now I know that this is where I need to be. Yep. Th- I had mentioned in a previous episode for young folks, this is really really cool. Well, yep. for folks that are later on, more wise throughout their life, if you will, it's also really good because I, I feel like in a lot of cases, financially in America, we're wandering around in green pastures, lying to ourselves about where we're actually going to get up, get uh, get to. Yep. But we have no freaking clue. Yeah. Yeah. How can you be a good steward if you don't know what's coming in and what's going out? How can you? Be accountable for your gifts, talents, and abilities and show up in the ways that you want to show up and live the life that you want to live if you don't have the correct relationship between your head and your heart and money. Yeah. I wish that I could you know, trade my charm and good looks for all the things that I need in life, but at this point, that's not the case. Yeah. And, maybe, and maybe the looks, the looks are not going to go in your favor <laughs> the more you live, so I hate to say that. Um, that hurts. Anyways, what I want to say is if you this this episode speaking to you, if you know somebody that maybe checks some of these boxes and you're like, huh, I wonder where I'm at, go to our website, betterwealth.com. Betterwealth.com is a one-stop shop. You can uh, We have an assessment. You can hop onto a clarity call. If you want to go through our x-ray process, that's, a, that's, your, that's like our version, our mini version of like unlimited and it's just really getting your numbers and seeing where you're at. And then Unlimited is our is our package where we do intense coaching, we do in depth modeling, um, and I I think so far for every single person, regardless of what their output has showed coming in, they are better off, significantly better off because going through that process. That's that's the idea. That's the plan. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.